In this week's parsha, we are introduced to the most famous father-in-law in world history, Yisrael Chosim Moshe, Yisrael, the father-in-law of Moshe Rabbeinu. So, what motivated Yisrael to join Klal Yisrael? The Gemara says he heard about Matan Torah, the great revelation at Har Sinai. And the question is, the sequence is not in chronological order. Why did the Torah place the story of Yisrael before Matan Torah? So one saw a beautiful explanation. By placing the episode of Yisrael before Kabbalah Satira, the Torah wants to teach us a great midah of Yisrael that we can all emulate. Yisrael was the paradigmatic listener. The Pasik says, Vayishma Yisrael. Yisrael wasn't just a passive listener, a listener by rote. He was an active listener. He listened with great attention and diligence. The Torah says, Shamu Amemir Gazin. All the nations of the world heard about Hashem intervening with nature by Kriyas Yamsuf and the other great miracles that was performed on behalf of Kal Yisrael. It was all over the news, mainstream media, social media. The network stopped their regularly scheduled programming and went wall-to-wall coverage with Kriyas Yamsuf. Everyone tuned in for a few moments, but then switched the channel. Yisrael heard and it made an impact on him. Rashi says, Ma Shmua Shama Iba. Rashi uses a double language, Shmua Shama. Yisra's listening wasn't superficial. It was a deep understanding of the spoken word. He took it as a call for action. He said, history is being made and I need to investigate this. Yisra was the quintessential listener. Not only surface listening, but a deep understanding, being influenced by what he heard and taking action. Yisra was teaching us the skill of listening. Listening and taking notice of the messages being communicated to us is unfortunately a lost art today. Our spouse and children are talking to us and we're lost in our phone. We hear about something taking place in the world and it hardly makes any impact on us. Parshish Yisra contains the Aseris Adibris. One of the Ten Commandments is to observe the Shabbos. So speaking of Shabbos and being an active listener, I'd like to share with you a fascinating story about a boy by the name of Dave who grew up in Madison, Wisconsin. Dave was raised in a non-observant home. After high school, Dave somehow wound up in Shiva's Arsameach in Monsi. As time progressed, he began observing Shabbos and growing in his understanding of Torah and mitzvahs. After spending a period of time in yeshiva, he decided that he should return home to his parents in Madison, Wisconsin. His Rebbe told him, if you return home, it will be very difficult for you to keep Shabbos and the Kashras and the various other mitzvahs. Here in yeshiva, everyone keeps Shabbos and Davins. At home, you have no rabbi, no shul, and a non-observant home. I would recommend that you stay here at the yeshiva. However, after some dialogue, Dave chose to return home. He arrives home on Friday at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Shabbos was about to begin in just a few hours. Dave is thinking to himself, My parents and my siblings go to the movies Friday night, and I obviously can't go with them. So what am I going to do? Stay at home all night by myself? It will be very challenging to keep Shabbos. I don't even have kosher wine to make Kiddush, or any Shabbos food. But he rationalized that he will somehow get through it. Shabbat starts at 7 p.m. and he's strong. His family urges him to join them, but he refuses. He tells them, I'd like to observe Shabbos. His family leaves. A few hours go by. He's all alone. The house is dark. He can't use his phone. He doesn't have any food for a Shabbos meal. 
he grows desperate. He feels as if his resolve is about to break. He gets up from his seat and he says, God, if everything they taught me in yeshiva is true, give me a sign. And if you give me a sign, I promise, I will not only keep this Shabbos, but I will keep Shabbos for the rest of my life. He sits back down and waits for a sign. However, there's no sign. Another hour goes by and it's now 11 p.m. and still no sign. Dave says, you know what, God? I'll give you an extension until midnight. If by midnight you give me a sign, I will not break Shabbos. It's midnight and still no sign. Okay, God, I'll give you one final extension so you don't say that I'm not fair. 12.15, that's my deadline. If I don't see a sign by then, I'm violating Shabbos. It's 12.15 and still no sign. Dave reaches for the remote and on went the television. And on comes the David Letterman show. And Letterman is interviewing Steven Spielberg, a well-known filmmaker. Letterman asks him, so what have you been up to lately? And Spielberg says, I've been traveling. In fact, I just got back from Israel. And Letterman says, oh really, did you learn any words that you can say in Hebrew? And Spielberg says, I didn't pick up much, only two words. So what are they? He looks straight into the camera and he says, Shabbat Shalom, Dave. And with those words, the show was over. Staring at the television somewhere in Madison, Wisconsin, Dave, the Jewish boy who learned Torah in Arsameich that week, is shocked. He freezes in his seat. And after composing himself, he says, God, thank you for the sign. And he repeats it to himself several times. Shabbat Shalom, Dave. God, I get it. Shabbat Shalom, Dave. And he never violated Shabbos ever again. There are pertinent messages being communicated to us on a daily basis. We just have to make sure that we are actively listening and internalizing those messages. And now we know. Shabbat Shalom.